Hey, welcome back to Be You. It's Jill. If you are a first-time listener, I'm so happy you're here. It is not a coincidence. I am grateful to whoever shared this podcast with you, and I'm truly happy that you're checking us out. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there, and there are a lot of just things trying to get your attention and take your energy. And it means a lot to me that you are giving your time and attention to this show. But I also know that it wasn't a coincidence. So I'm happy you you honored that prompt. And I hope after you listen to a few episodes, you decide to stick around with us. So we've had some really, really great ratings and reviews lately. I'll tell you that I'm so happy to tell you that last week, BU Podcast ranked 47 in the country of Canada. So being top 100 is a really big deal. But when you are even lower than that, it's it's such an honor. So because of you, because you keep sharing this with people, that's why this is happening. So thank you. We do no advertising, no marketing whatsoever. I don't have a big following outside of the podcast. So it truly is organic growth. And it's pretty darn cool. So thank you so much. And we had a particular episode reach 106. So almost top 100 in the United States on Apple. And it's just really cool. So thank you for that. Love that you're loving this podcast. So speaking of that, thank you for the ratings and reviews lately. I'm going to read one of them. It's a little bit long and it's just so beautiful and so juicy. And I am so appreciative. So thank you to Mama D. Mello. Mama DiMello, I love that. She says, continuously inspired five stars. I feel deeply connected to Jill through her willingness to truly connect to her listeners by her vulnerability and fearlessness to share her life experiences through her raw and unapologetic delivery. At the same time, you can feel her shared wisdom comes from such a deeply rooted place of immense love and caring for you as the listener. She is such a light and her honesty is incredibly refreshing. This is the kind of woman I want to surround myself with to help me level up as I expand. I'm so grateful for her willingness to just say exactly what she's thinking in her podcast. It's always fun and filled with so many takeaway eliminations. Thank you to Jill for being her authentic, beautiful self and inspiring me to continue to courageously rebirth the most authentic version of me. Thank you again so much for taking time to do that. So when it comes to rating the reviews, yes, it feels good and it makes me feel good, but that's not why I ask for them. I ask for them because there are a lot of people who search ratings and reviews deciding whether or not they're going to listen to a show, but also there are other people who pay attention to those when it comes to getting our podcast out there to more people. So if you'd be willing to do a rating and review, it would be greatly appreciated. So... Today's conversation was so good. When I came across Emily, I knew immediately that I wanted you to connect with her. Once I was in her sphere, I definitely knew. And so what happened was I heard about a program called Awaken the Muse. And it was created and facilitated by Emily and her friend and business partner, Alexi Panos. And, you know, I had a lot on my plate and I had really decided this was at the end of 2022. So December, close to December, you know, I was just kind of all like coached out, mentored out. You know, I, I love being mentored and coached and I love expanding and learning. And, 
you know, I was ready to just enjoy the month of December and have a year, which would be 2023, like away from that and just live my life and let things settle or integrate as they say. However, I had a big, big, big nudge to say yes to this. It was so much fun. It was so expansive. I enjoyed it so much. And I really wanted Emily to be on this show so that you could hear about that program. I mean, like truly, because they're doing it again. And I even asked her, okay, when are you doing it? I want the episode to come out in time for people to be able to learn about it and sign up for it. That's how passionate I am about what she and Alexia are offering. So yes, I want you to have this conversation. Yes, I want you to just know who this woman is, right? Follow her on, her on Instagram and just be, you know, around her beautiful essence. And I am unapologetically having her on because I want you to know what I experienced in that container last December so that you have the opportunity to decide if it's for you so that you can say yes to that if it feels aligned to you. So we'll talk about that in this conversation. We'll get to it as you hear. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about Emily aside from what I just shared. I mean, if this alone doesn't make you want to learn more from her and be around her, I don't know what, what what will. I mean, back in the network marketing days, we used to say, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. All right. Emily successfully built a coaching business called Conscious Boss that's generated over seven figures in revenue. She worked with hundreds and hundreds of women around the world and supported them in launching and growing their businesses. She's done a TEDx talk. She was a global event host, hosting over 30 events around the world, including the countries of New Zealand, Australia, uh, the UK, specifically London, and the United States, specifically Los Angeles. She's also the co-founder of a U.S.-based humanitarian nonprofit called Sister Society. Emily is passionate about pursuing a life of the deepest aliveness, alignment, adventure, and embodiment. She's from New Zealand, but spends her time between the United States and currently Lisbon, Portugal. In her spare time, you can find her exploring Portugal's most gorgeous beaches, hiking, drinking smoothies, playing tennis, dancing, definitely dancing, and following the flow of her aliveness. Let me just pause here and say, just follow her on Instagram. When you are watching her story on Instagram, you get to be a part of that just juiciness. Like just just listen to how she spends her time. I mean, doesn't that sound like a dream? Well, what we're going to talk about in this episode is it doesn't have to be a dream. Like all of us get to live that. Emily now supports women to access their deepest aliveness, embodiment, and tap into the depths of their truest selves. She does this alongside her best friend and business partner, Alexi Panos, in their program, Awaken the Muse. So be prepared, ladies. We're going to help you discover that you have a muse. Hopefully, you'll get to meet her and then awaken her. So just drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. This is all for you. I am so happy to bring to you Emily Gallagher. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Wow. 
Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman, and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Okay, so I have Emily with me for BU. Uh, welcome, Emily, to the podcast. Thank you, Jill. I'm excited to be here with you. <laughs> it's so funny, Emily. That was literally the most boring like opening for a podcast. Here's what's so funny. You just told me that you haven't recorded in a long time. And what my listeners know that you don't know is that I normally record... I like to record like last minute. I like to sit down and I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. I record and then it comes out a week later. Well... For the past couple of months, I did all, I did a big batch recording to give myself space to write. And I have not sat down at this microphone in, I think it's two months now. So oh, wow. I forgot how I usually just open up a podcast. I was like, we've got Emily on, it's, Emily's on the line, color number 68. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, you don't want to be color. Emily the mm-hmm. <laughs> Except you don't want to be color 68. You'd probably rather be color 69. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh, like number one. Why not number one? Hello, number one, one. Emily. So I'm so happy to have you here with us. I haven't told you this, but I'm very, very selective about who I have on this show. I've only been doing this two and a half years, but I'm very protective of the listeners. And, you know, this is very curated. And even though it's very organic, once we go, I get pitched daily by representatives of people, by people themselves, by people in my own hometown. And I say no 99.9% of the time. And people are on here who I ask to have on for the, and you won't be surprised when I tell you this, the reason is always just a feeling I have. And so I immediately wanted you on as soon as I connected with you uh, through the muse and not because of anything other than I just, I just love who you are. I love your essence. And I don't just love like, quote, what you're up to, right? But I just love you. And you're so down to earth and so kind and you're fun and funny and spunky and quite sexy, which I didn't know before. Oh, <laughs> please. Now I know why people want to come on your podcast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stroke, stroke. Yes, please. Uh, but but I, want, I want them to know why I, I chose you, but I want you to know that too. Not, not to get a thank you, but just so you know that I, I don't need to fill these slots. These are 75% solo episodes. And so I'm never like on the hunt for people ever. I have a like, so I'm really happy you're on. But I'm also really happy you're on because of how I met you and we'll tell them about that and what I learned from you and what I got to experience with you. I want them to know about this because I did not mention it at all on the show. And normally I do. So this works out perfectly. So even though they heard your bio, will you just share just a little bit about you? Like who is Emily? Yeah, I mean, yes, I know you didn't do that for a thank you, but that was beautiful. Thank you, Jill. I received that and I feel very special. And I think that's just such a beautiful way to start because it's like, 
can we just have more of that in the world, please? That energy was so yummy. And just like that celebration of each other is so, so yummy. So yeah, so I am, it's interesting to try to actually like do an introduction or a bio at this point, because I've gone through so many sort of transitions. And there used to be the like professional bio of like, you know, Conscious Boss, founder of Conscious Boss, the coaching company and running events and coaching women on, online and, and all of these kind of the TED talk and, and those like more formalized bio that I used to have and I've, I've done those things and and now it's I guess I would just describe myself as someone who is like deeply passionate about life deeply passionate about being in alignment and finding what that means in your own individual level like your own individual way and supporting women to do that and so it's, it's not something I've really articulated in a while and it's something that's continuing to grow and continuing to expand. You know, I, I run a program with my best friend, Alexi, which is how we met, you know, called Awaken the Muse, which I know we will speak about. But I really feel like my passion and my who I am in the world is just someone who really chases and like aliveness and the to really live the essence of life and allows life to inform how I express that into the world um, as I remain open to to that adventure. Mm. That was very worth You can tell I haven't voiced that before, but no. it's, an, it's a extension. It a needed to be wordy. Yeah. Because it is hard to describe. And there are people yeah. hearing that like who are like, what is she talking about? Because they've lost that. They don't even remember what it's like to live like that or they've never lived like that. They've never, like someone's folding laundry right now with four kids going, hold on a second. Wait, can I have some of that? <laughs> like, can I live like that? Like, what did she just say? Yeah. What is she talking about? Yeah, yeah, because they didn't live that way until the, since they were little girls. And when you describe it too, I'm not surprised. Remember I told you a while back, I couldn't put my finger on you because I was like, I've read her bio, but that is not it. There's something more. Like I could tell you were moving through life and that you were not attached. I could tell. I would look at your Instagram account and I even said to someone in our group, I can't figure out what she does. And they're like, well, I mean, look at her bio. And I'm like, no, it's not that. She's not doing that. I can tell. And I didn't really have the information, but I could feel that you were just like, like flowing through life, dancing through life and, but not lost at all. And now that you've said it, I, I get what you're saying. Like you did that and you're just like feeling through the next thing and discovering deeper parts of yeah. yourself. And what I love is that you're bringing people along with you. It may not be as formal or as intentional as in the past, but I love, I know we said we talk about in the, in the end, but. I want you to tell them like, how did I meet you? And what, what is that? Yeah. The thing we did together, because it was so good. And another thing I didn't tell you about this show is that I bring a lot of coaches on and I do no coaching. I'm certified through Alexi's company, but I do no coaching by choice. So I'm constantly being asked, like, who could I talk to about this? Who could I talk to about that? And I just funnel people. I should probably start being an affiliate for everybody because I send people to all these other people. What I loved about what you created, though, is it's perfect because a lot of people say to me, that sounds great, Jill, but one, I cannot justify putting that kind of money, even though you and I could justify it for them because they don't see it yet. I can't justify putting that much money into my personal growth at this time in my life. Number two, I'm afraid to anyway because I don't really know what that means. And three, I am not willing to invest that kind of time six months I just, I'm not willing to do it. And so I don't have anything for them other than some recorded program people have. And those are great, but there's nothing compared to actually interacting 
with the people who created it. So you go ahead and take it from there. Tell them how we met. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. And and I totally just want to also say I completely understand and resonate with like anyone who's maybe listening that's like, I don't know what they're talking about. Or like, what did she just say? Like it just is like a lot of words. And I I can completely empathize with that. And even Lexi and I, we really try even when we're articulating this work because for us and and of course I'll explain what it is but we're aware of how like wordy and fluffy and almost like intangible it can it can sound like like aliveness and expressing it in the flow (laughs) and floating like cool story like I mean how does that help me in my life and we're it's so cognizant of that and and you would know like having obviously been through the experience like actually the tangibility and the palpability of like the potency of actually this work. And so, yes, to your, to answer your question, we created a program called Awaken the Muse. And this is really our expression and our sort of our gift and purpose to, to share this with more women because it's a representation of the journey that we went on and are on continuously. Like we're just creating the next program now and it's an entirely different program than what you went through because we have so much more. We're just like learning and growing and expanding into um, and it's really the program, it's about supporting women to really awaken the muse in their life. And how we even kind of got to that was Lex and I, we went through both separately, but, you know, supported each other through it from afar because I was in New Zealand at the time and she was in the US and really probably our lowest, lowest lows. I was in like the depths of, I don't even know what was happening. I couldn't even tell you what it was. It wasn't like a specific thing that happened or it was just, there was something in my life that was just every day I was crying. I felt so isolated. I felt so alone. I felt so afraid. I felt so, I felt like everyone in my life had let me down. Like there was, it was so clear to me that that it was a me thing, you know, (laughs) if everybody is at fault it's probably it's probably me and I was cognizant of that there was just so much depth and darkness and grief and pain and she was going through her own personal um you know depth and rupture which is what we call it and we kind of traversed through it and then got to this place in both of our lives where we felt more alive more connected more on purpose more tuned in more passionate more just expressed in every single way where every single area of our life felt better than before that we felt just as a woman more ourselves than ever before and we were sitting having these conversations about like does it get to be this good? Like, like, what would it look like and be like and feel like to just be this in love with ourselves, this in love with life, to be, to be this like dialed in and present and just like express, right? All those words. <laughs> um, and we were just sitting there and we sort of started talking about like, okay, like, what would it be like to be the muse of your own life? And it just kind of encapsulated this energy of how we're feeling, of just feeling like, open to like what we were wanting to bring into our life and the experience of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to attract to us and like this level of ease and magnetism and just truly like this aliveness in our life that we had never experienced before and then sort of just through these conversations we started to to build this program and and to dance into this experience that is continuing to unfold and truly it's work that has changed every area of our life because it feels as though we've fundamentally shifted like how we show up in our life in the most potent way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Couple questions. Yeah, please. (laughs) No, it's beautiful. And I love that you, first of all, I love that you acknowledged before the buzzwords because the buzzwords in the coaching and personal development world, they crack me up. Like it's a whole, okay, so 
there, there's like every, like several major groups have their own language. I used to say, I don't speak Christianese. I was a Christian, but I didn't speak Christianese. I'm like, I don't say the things that my friends say, so I don't belong. Like, I don't understand why you're saying that. And I'm, I'm not in on it. And then I kind of laughed about it. And then I got into this world. I was like, oh, they have their own language too. Mm -hmm. And then the spiritual coaches have their own language. It's like all these different dialects. So I'm glad you said it because one, we can laugh about it. But two, there are words that if you've never heard them before, you don't understand what someone's saying. So thank you for addressing that. You're actually the first person who's ever been on the show and addressed that those words, like even aliveness and potency and medicine and I, I mean, uh, con <laughs> even conscious and all these words are so normal for those of us who hear them regularly, but they could actually cause people to not want in because they feel like there's a bit of a wall. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for just, I can think it does need to be underlined because again, like, because when you have something that really does fundamentally shift your entire experience of life, which this work really has done for us, it is hard to kind of, you know, articulate how that happens because, you know, people aren't going through their life. And I, I wasn't like, when I think about the, the girl that was the woman, the young woman who was building her business, that was, you know, writing the TED Talk, planning the launches, the international events, like I know I was being so driven by this, this sense of desiring to prove. Like I didn't know, I wasn't like super discerning of that at the time, but that was the energy that was running me. I was like, more is better. I've got to get there. That was the point that like, shifted for me was like, I really got to this burnout point where I realized, and I wrote it in this my journal one day where I was planning three international events. I was running a, you know, six figure launch. I was trying to write a TED talk, but I was literally in my bed, unable to focus on anything because everything felt like it lost its purpose. And I was just like, once I get through this, once I get through this, da, 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 and I was like, whoa, whoa. Once I get through like my life, like that was just like this perpetual feeling that I was putting off, really allowing myself to experience my life after I achieve all these things. And it wasn't, I wasn't cognizant of it, but that moment it really landed for me. And that's truly was like the moment that things kind of shifted. And I was like, this isn't how it's meant to be. Like when, and I think this is because we live in a society that values and rewards and has the success pillars very externalized very set up as you know if you're doing all of those things you're living a successful life you're you're doing life well like we will validate you as society because you're achieving you're on a magazine you're doing these things these are the things that you know culturally tell you you're doing life well or you're valuable as a woman or a person and i think especially these days as it's now, it's not just motherhood, but you've got to be an entrepreneur and you've got to be sexy and you've got to be this and you've got to do, 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 do. like the list is just getting longer. And so I think as women, we're really in this, this cross section of going, wait, 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 <laughs> is that actually working for me? And this is really who, who comes into our program is like women that are starting to, to notice something is amiss. Like, Maybe I have all the things that society has told me I, I should have, or maybe I don't even think I want those. But like, there's a dissonance inside that's telling me there's more, and maybe I don't quite know what it is, but there's something. And that's, and that's kind of what this journey is about. Mm -hmm. And so how is this not just a woman finally getting in touch with her feminine? Because it's different. Yeah, it's different. 
how is really discovering your muse and celebrating her different than because it's part of it than saying, hey, I, I'm not looking for external validation anymore. I'm not going to be in the hustle anymore. I get it. And they discover that there even is masculine feminine, which I learned like three years ago, you know, and then they they really embrace that. How is this? Because to me, this is then levels beyond that. Yeah. One of the things that Lex and I are also really passionate about inside of this program too is, yes, of course, it's there's a huge element of it of really honoring our feminine, getting reconnected to her, you know, letting her guide us. And there's also a really strong, uh, even more so in this next round, like emphasis on how we also have our own backs and hold our masculine. Like it's really about how do we kind of fully come home to ourselves and then that's another like, you know, catch line, buzz, <laughs> come home to yourself, right? But truly in such an integrated and embodied way that we have, because the masculine is beautiful and amazing. And But if we have a core feminine essence and we're living our life primarily with those masculine external kind of markers, that's when that dissonance is going to be created because we're kind of not living in the trueness of who we are. But the strength of our masculine is also so imperative because it also gives space and holds our feminine inside of ourselves too. So we're also working through how to build that healthy masculine to hold the, the, the feminine inside and really just allow you to, to be so like trusting and connected to you, like to, to you, not even just to your feminine, to your masculine, but like to you, like what is it you need? What is it you want? What is it you desire? What does that look like for you? And I mean, that's, the muse, right? Like everybody's muse is different. Everybody has different desires to express and and that's going to show up in such different ways. And so it's building that body to hold and experience and express that in your life. Yes, I so get it. You know, I do. And the thing that you'll be happy to know is the listeners of this podcast get that. Here's what's funny about, about this. Of course, I don't we have listeners in 120 countries. There's no way I would know how many voices there are and thoughts and and expressions within the listener. So the average listener, if I would just say this, just by going by all my episodes in the last two and a half years, if someone has listened to 75% of those, I can tell you right now that they get exactly what you're saying, even though many of them this is how my podcast is different, are not people who have ever been students of people that you know. They've never done any of that. They're not people who have, you know, they've read some books, they've listened to some podcasts. They maybe, maybe they've done Tony Robbins once or maybe they've, but they're really, a lot of them are not deep in the work. They're, a lot of them are newer to the work. However, we go so deep on this show and I regularly talk about what you just said. The whole premise of be you isn't just, you know, hashtag be you, you know, it's who the fuck are you? Like my own journey of that. How did I find who I really am? And I'm so in touch with her that nothing phases me. But I think a lot of my listeners are actually exactly where that is too. So what you just said is so our language. Like, what do I want? Who do I want to be with? And not just, oh, it's my turn. You know, because there's that's that superficial personal development movement in, um, among women's development right now, in my opinion, on social media. It's like, it's my turn now. What do I want? That's great. But it's way deeper than that. Like, 
do you even know what feels good? Do you even know what you truly enjoy eating? Do you, you do, have you ever sat with yourself alone just to hear how you breathe? Have you ever taken a bath alone and not felt guilty about it? Especially if you're a mother. So I'm more excited now even than I was that they're hearing this because this is such a gift. And, and I'll share my experience. I am someone who I did all, you know, years of like, I would call like mindset work or the traditional personal development stuff. And about three years ago, really discovered what I would call deep inner work. And the reason I'm bringing myself up is because you had said that where you were in your life when this came to you, where Alexi was in her life when it came to her, you both had done years of deep work. Like what I just discovered a few years ago, you guys have been doing that way longer than me. You're both way younger than me. So if it, this helped you, right? Just imagine if people had not have not done 15, 20 years, 10 years of that work. So I was someone who'd only done a couple of years of that. And honestly, I was like, I'm good. I know it's a journey. I know I'm going to be forever learning and unlearning, but I'm kind of good. Like I'm not really in a place where I want to be a part of anything else. I'm going to do no have no coaches for a while. I'm going to do no containers. I'm not going to do any of that because I do see people get addicted to that. It's very common. Yeah. I mean, there are women that were in Elementum Coaching Institute with me who are coaches and I actually was the record scratch for them. I was like, okay, I know I'm the one that's not a coach, but dude, when do you live your life? Like every time I turn around, you're on this course, you're on this course. I'm like, that might be a little bit of a coping mechanism. Anyway, so I, when I heard about the Muse, I genuinely enrolled for a couple of reasons. I remember I had parameters. I said, I'll only do it if it's not a long period of time. I understand three to six months is ideal, but I, I'm not doing that. I'll only do it if it's not a huge chunk of money. I believe in investing huge chunks of money and I've done it, but I don't want to right now. And I'll only do it if it can be light and fun, even if it's deep work. And you both said, okay, well, this is for you because it's all that. And what I loved about it is the work is sneaky. Your work is sneaky. <laughs> yeah. It's sneaky because it's light and fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, one of my tells is, this is going to sound really weird. One of my, one of my tells is if I'm looking at trees, Sigurd laughs with me about the trees will just talk to me. I get messages from trees. Another one of my tells is if I'm talking and all of a sudden I feel like I'm going to cry, then I know it's like more than me just talking right now. So all of a sudden I feel like I'm going to cry. But um, so this work is, it's like the wind. So it's like you can just enjoy it and sit in it and be in it and it affects you and you benefit from it. It can like knock you over or it can just be quite still and you don't really know what's happening, but you you know it's, you're safe. And that's how I describe this, what you have created. It's different than anything I've ever done. I've done a lot of stuff. And what I loved about it, as I said, I wasn't in a place where I wanted to get like, you know, break me open and no, but it was so fun. It was totally enjoyable. What I love about the way you and Alexi lead, which I don't know if you know, I had never been coached by her. Like she owned the company I was coached by, but I was never coached by her before. You both hold the space where I would describe it as, so being coached by the two of you, it's really gentle. You weren't saying to me, oh, it's okay. You don't really have to do anything, but yet not feeling that. Because I can read people. I would have known if you were bullshitting me. But you both said, just do what you want. If you don't get on that call, you don't get on that call. If you catch up later, you catch up later. There was zero stress. It was very enjoyable, super pleasant. 
and fun, yet it was still really sneaky because it was working in me. And that's a real gift because I, I'm still speaking. And the other thing is I'm very private. I am at a place in my life where I don't want to have a million friends and I don't want to be in a bunch of chats and I'm just not. And I find myself still going into the Marco Polo app and communicating with the women that were in our group. And I'm getting closer and closer to them. And I don't do that very often. And partly it's because of, well, there are many reasons, but I just, I'm telling the listener, it sounds like I'm stroking your ego again, but I'm telling the listener that this is a very different kind of thing I've ever recommended. Because a lot of what we talk about on here, it's like trauma and like, that's all important stuff, but this is not that. However, that's where the sneaky word comes in. It's like it goes into those places where you need that and it gives it a kiss. Yeah. It's not going to cut you open where you're like, oh my God, my childhood. And I never dealt with that. No, it's like, you know what? I feel like I'm different, but I don't know why. So that's why I have trouble describing to people, Emily, what I did. You know, I don't know how to describe it because I don't remember doing a whole lot. But I really did feel different when I left. And one is I gained some new relationships and I got to be in a container that was as I just described. But the other thing is, as I said to you, I was even softer, but yet bolder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's that whole knowing you talk about. So I was bolder than ever about what I want, what I don't want, but softer than I've ever been. And for me, the muse that that wanted to come out was play being more playful, because I've said to you, like, I can be really funny. I've been told my whole life I'm funny but not fun. Like I I don't have fun. I've never had fun. I didn't have time for fun. I also didn't know how to have fun. And I discovered in the muse, I'm like, you know, for me, I thought I was going in for this, like I thought I was going to find this real sexy, you know, for me, because that's an area I still want to explore, you know, really like it's not just sensuality, but sexuality. And I was going to like be this like sexy mama, whatever. That's not what wanted to come through. For me, it was more play being more playful, doing things that were not on an agenda and unexpected, doing things that felt really foreign to me. Um, I didn't have to go, you know, to like a sexy dance class. For me, it was foreign to schedule lunch with a friend. I had never done that. I had never taken a girl's trip. I had never spent a day shopping with a girlfriend. I'm not kidding, my whole life. So I started doing those things. And then that bled into my new year, the words for the new year, it was very clear that play was right there. Boundaries were right there and focus. And the word focus was because I was going to finally, and this was part of my muse too, finally focus on my health instead of pouring into my kids and getting all my needs met through my kids, like really making time and having boundaries. Like I said, I worked out today. I never used to work out, working out, taking walks, eating better. So that truly did happen because of a 30-day container with you all, when I had already done work that appears on the surface way more intense and way deeper. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I think it's also about even like that distinction that's so beautiful, like finding your trauma and giving it a kiss, you know? And it's like, that's so sweet and beautiful. And I think that this is also kind of a part of this paradigm too, like where it gets to be, 
easy and it gets to feel good. And it's like, and that doesn't mean that we're not like, cause I think that we have this, this rhetoric in society of like sacrifice and like grinding through to get somewhere good. And it's like, well, <laughs> again, getting through, getting through, getting through. When I get there, I will enjoy my life, take time for myself, go to the gym, eat well, feel sexy. Okay. But like, how long has that story been there? <laughs> like, you know, like at what point do we then decide we get to live our life and it gets to feel good and we get to actually tune in and ask ourselves what we want the fabric of our life to be like, because there's just such a hypnotism that we can continuously put off the very things that make our life worth living, that make us the person that gives us the experience of life we want to have. And that somehow, again, because that's rewarded by society, right? Like the, it's the moral high ground to like, you know, self-sacrifice and put others first. And this isn't about not still being a great person, but like just not continuously putting off and kind of hypnotizing ourselves out of having a fucking great life. So I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Oh you, yeah, you are. And, <laughs> and also that that is the path that will actually create the result that you're wanting. I think that's the biggest, I would say joke, but it's not funny, but like that, because for women, it's our desires that lead the way. It's that it's the, this is, this is the way that we actually like, and this is the irony. And I actually still want to circle back and ask you why you haven't taken it. Like, I want to know what was in the way for you for those things that you didn't choose. Because I would really love to know, because like maybe that also is going to resonate with the listeners also. But it's like this hypnotism that I have to do the hard thing to to get the life that I want kind of thing. And it's like, for Lexi and I, this program, which is giving our lives, firstly, the work for ourselves, which has literally changed our entire life and our experience of our life. It's changed our friendship. It's changed everything in our life. And it's now literally this entirely new channel of our purpose into the world. Like it's, And that came not from sitting down and thinking, oh, what would be a great launch? Oh, what would be a good program we could create? Yes. Oh, what would be... Yes. Thank you, you know, for saying that. I was going to say that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like, not only do you not have to just apply this masculine mindset to create these outcomes, it's actually like this came entirely organically from us being with ourselves, being open to life, being tuned into a desire to being open with each other and exploring and like being in this experience. And then this is what happened. And so it's like, it's like, again, this new paradigm of like, could it be easier? Could it be more enjoyable? Could you, could you actually, could it happen that way? And it's like, it does. This is the way of the feminine creation is like allowing our desire. And that's why it's so imperative that we connect to our desires as women and that we allow that access point because that's the message. Those are the messages to the, the life that we want to live. And like, what an amazing thing that it can be magnetized and organic and natural and like an extension of your desire in life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting. So many of us live so many years not knowing that because I, w- so I'm turning 52 in a few months. And I would say that I was someone who was really intentional about my life for a lot of years, thinking, you know, I was going in the direction that was best. And you asked me like, why didn't I do those things? Why didn't I make time for that all? And I think it boils down to, totally subconsciously because if you had asked me I would have I seemed so confident and 
subconsciously, truly, I did. It sounds so pathetic and weak, but it's true. I don't, did not think I mattered. Mm. I wasn't like the helicopter mom that was like, oh, come here, honey, honey, honey. And all I do is I'm a mom and, or the person who only valued my career or, but I realized looking back, Emily, everything mattered more than me. Mm. Everything. I always came last. I was always running late and I got a bad reputation for that. But do you know why I was always running late? Because I was doing everything else before getting myself ready. But then I ended up being the schlep who was late and feeling like shit the whole drive to wherever I was going because I would shame myself. And I knew the person was like, here she is again late. She's, and it, I just, it, what, they never really knew why though. And I now know why because I just had such low self-worth. But I didn't know I did. I had no idea that I had low self-worth at all. I was like killing it at work. I was, you know, a nurse and I built this multi-level marketing business and I was speaking to 10,000 people on stages and I was, you know, all this stuff had three kids. I, you know, I was a brownie and Girl Scout leader, but yet, no, I never, I never made time for fun. I felt guilty if I ever did anything like get my nails done. Yeah. I, and then I put my physical health always last. And what I did was for years, I just rode on genetics. I had a great figure. I was super thin. I always looked like I worked out when I didn't really do much. And that only lasts so long, right? So I just, but, and you shouldn't be working out to look good, right? I should have been taking care of myself because I love my body. But I'm like, yeah, I'll do that one day when I have time. Everything that you just said is what I feel like this is why we're doing what we're doing. Because even like all those things that you just said, like um, I had the, you know, the stages, the the business, the mom, the, all these things, right? All these external things of like, this is what society tells me that once I get these things, I will feel worthy. I will be happy. I will. And it doesn't like, and I was saying this with Lex the other day. It's like, those things don't, don't land. Like they're not enough. That's what society tells us that we will, once we finally get those, once we look good, but like, but all of this is like external safety mechanisms. Right. And they, they, they that's why they don't actually create the sense of self-worth because they don't land because it's a constant moving target of like, am I enough? Is it enough? Am I there yet? Does everybody love me? Is everybody happy with me? Have I done enough? And it's all external. And it's like, yes. of course, we never land in like the, the like our sense of, and like you said, you wouldn't have been able to articulate that's what it is. I, but like, why do I never feel like I'm value enough? Why don't I never feel like, and this was what Lex and I were sitting in this, that very thing that you just articulated so perfectly because that's it. It's like when you finally have the strength and the safety within yourself and the courage to to know that none of that is the thing that actually changes you. And it doesn't change your external experience of your life, which is the whole damn point is to like be able to live in our life in such a way where we actually, and like, it's, this is where it's so hard to express. Like you help it. Like I palpably feel like life, you yes. know, like this experience of life, like in my body in these moments where I'm just like, it's, like where I feel it physically, like pulsing through my body, um, which I never, ever used to. Like I've, you know, I lived in my, disconnected from my body my whole life. Like I was dieting from the youngest age, binging, restricting, over-exercising, so much shame, so much like disconnection, you know, that to be 
a woman in her body now feeling this way. And I share that to say, like, I was so that person, like Mm -hmm. in the depth of that. And to, to transition so much into this place of, you know, of course, we all have our moments of humanness, but not like, you know, of course, I have moments where I feel down and not good enough in those aspects, but primarily like the self-sourcing of our value and our connection to that, like that's what this is and creating our safety fully within ourselves without needing any of those things. It's a friggin' game changer. What you just described, I mean, it just like sounds like heaven. And if I listen to that, I think... One, how sad is it that every woman is not feeling that and living that way? You and I both know that there are women in their 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s that are not feeling that way. So yes, you wish you would have felt this 10 years ago, but you've figured this out at a young age. So let's speak directly to that woman who hears what you just said and even feels like tearful. Like, is it even possible? Like, how do I get there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for me, one of my biggest like hooks in our, in our program, Waking the News, we talk about this hook of like how we outsource our safety, how we basically seek outside of ourselves to feel okay in life. And for me, like one of my biggest ones was, you know, my body and never feeling good enough. And this constant cycle I kept myself in that kept me completely constricted outside of the experience of being in my body, which of course would block me from, you know, being able to probably feel and experience life through the pleasure of my body. Um, And so much of this is about bringing women home to their bodies because this is where the wisdom lives. This is where even that sadness, like even this is such a big part of the process. Like even right now for the woman that's feeling that frustration, that sadness, that grief, that, that like even, foreign inability to connect with what I'm saying, like being willing to open to that grief, being willing to open to, I don't feel that I don't have that, like being willing to sit in that and touch it is a part of this process. Because as women, we are so unwilling and unable to hold ourselves in that pain and the grief of life. And and truthfully, this is what opened me and Lex like to the experience that we now speak of. Because being willing to acknowledge and touch and be with the, the dissonance of I'm not there and I don't have that. That's the first step of the process of even allowing ourselves to, to know that there's something that we want more of and to hold ourselves in that, that grief and that experience because that's aliveness. And when we don't allow ourselves to touch that and to acknowledge it and to really even see, you know, there's something out there that I don't have that I want then we bypass, like it's bypassing the aliveness of life. Yes. And those, that feeling, like that feeling of that grief and that feeling of not having that, that's the fucking signal, yes. right? That's, yeah, that's the, that's the invitation, like right there. So even allowing yourself to like open to it and sit in it, because that's the initiation, that's the invitation, because it's pointing to the place that you're not fully lit, where you're not fully opened to life. So welcome it. And celebrate it. Like that's the beginning of the process to really hold ourselves through that. Because we speak about this in the program too, the rupture, the pain, the grief, that is on the spectrum of pleasure. That is aliveness. So when we can open and allow that, then we can receive the information that it's trying to tell us. Because that, that information is saying, there's something here that you want that you don't have and you don't feel good about it. And so when we can open to that and receive that information, then 
we get the invitation to what action we get to take, to what to what the gap is, what we want to move toward. And that's how we start to access our desire because that information is pointing to a desire of how you want to be and how you want to feel and what you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. So good. So as you were saying that, it's like I was thinking to myself, you know, my question was still in that sort of like doing. I was trying to think for a listener going, yeah, but how do I get that? And I forgot even for a minute. It's not about what you do. I'm going to just sort of like repeat back what you said, not repeat back, but I'm going to share something that, and you tell me if it's a, if it's fitting with what you're, you're wanting us to hear. It's like the part of her that felt that, that, oh, I want that. How can I have it? Right. That right there feeling that is she just got a taste of it. She just tasted the juice right there. And she thinks it's going to be so hard to find. It is not that hard to find because it's right there asking you, please see me. Please take a taste of me. I'm right here. And that's what I found with the Muse experience is that, you know, that's why I say it was like kind of sneaky and it was like light and fun, but yet super deep and powerful and very opening because it was just me acknowledging that little hint, like it's right there. And just acknowledging it and saying that it's there and saying, okay, I'm not going to shut you up. I'm not going to now bypass and do something else. I'm not going to say it's not my time. I'm not going to say one day. I'm not going to poo-poo it. I'm just going to like open up to it. It just starts like, it it is hard to describe, isn't it? It just starts like flowing through you. Okay, so I'm going to confess to the listener what happened. So we've had all these roadblocks with this episode. Like I've been doing this a while and I'm I'm pretty good at what I do at this point. I know how to, not that it's hard. Like I know how to do this, even like the mechanical stuff. Like, dude, it's not that hard. You press record, you talk. And everything from scheduling her on Easter Sunday and thinking it was on Monday to my Zoom all of a sudden not working, my husband thinking my husband was on my Zoom, my laptop being dead, to the SD card in the thing I record in just being full when I can't believe I didn't check that. All these things were coming in the way. And I could have bypassed, like just like you could ignore that little hint, right? And I know there's something so good in this conversation that really, like she said, we're very committed (laughs) to making this thing happen. After this, she might be like, Jill, I don't know if I'm not so committed anymore. (laughs) But in this, so we're recording now the second bit. So we finished up where it ran out and that's the next day and we're recording the very end of it. And I truly, I mean, we, Emily and I both agree and believe that everything happens in divine order and divine timing. And one of the reasons I know is that after our conversation yesterday, what Emily doesn't know is that maybe an hour or so later, I got in our sauna, which I rarely use because again, I put myself last. I sat in there for 37 minutes. I came out here in this room that I'm in right now that I record in. I got a cozy, cozy blanket in the middle of the fucking day and I just took a nap. Just took a nap because I wanted to, okay? Then I put on some music and I was completely naked because I'd been in the sauna and I danced and I danced and I danced. And there was like some of like sensual movement dancing, right? And as we call sexy dance, right? There was some of that, which there could be hours of that. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not what my body wanted. I did a little bit of that. But honestly, Emily, the juiciness we're talking about, that little taste we're talking about, that inkling that she's feeling that you're saying that she can tap into, because of our conversation, I swear to you, 
it like came alive in me again. Remember I said, it's like, it's been a while since we did the muse and it definitely affected me and was a blessing to my life. But I feel like I've kind of lost sight of her a little bit. Oh my God, did she come back? I had so much fun. Yes. I danced and I danced completely in the nude. And I love it. My listeners know this, you don't know this, but I'm over 30 pounds over the weight I've been my whole life. I've always been the person that's the same way. I never had to try and all kinds of issues, doesn't matter what right now, have caused me to gain all this weight. Not liking the way I look at all. And I had my breast implants removed. I had some amazing boobs. Oh my God, they were so good, right? And they're amazing now, but I'm heavier than ever been with smaller breasts than I've ever had with scars. It's not easy. And I wasn't faking it in front of the mirror, like accept yourself, love yourself. I was like, I look fucking good. Like I was like looking in the mirror going, what is wrong with, why do I think like this? And I had so much fun. And there was a point, Emily, where I was like, I can't wait to tell Emily this because you know, when you feel spirit just moving through you, whether you're meditating, you're praying or whatever you're doing, oh, I felt it. And it was the happiest dance of my entire life. I was skipping, I was dancing, I was hopping. And it was just like amazing. And it was probably an hour. Yes. And I think that's why the SD card was full. I think that's why we're finishing up today because I'm more alive today than I have felt in a long time. And I wanted to say to our listeners, you get to have that. You get to have those juicy moments and it doesn't have to be so big. It doesn't have to be about the perfect partner and the great bank account and all that. It can just be having the courage to do something which shouldn't be weird, but let's just be real. A lot of American women and a lot of middle-aged women and a lot of women in general think it's weird and they feel closed off to being naked at all, dancing alone at all, but doing it together, just weird, like they're not going to do it. And I literally was thinking, I wish this for everybody. I wish every woman could experience what I'm experiencing. This is more important to me. The feeling I felt yesterday, I thought to myself, is more important to me than all the things that I have and all the life that I'm excited about that I have. It was more important to me than anything. I'm like, I love my kids more than anything. I love my home. I love my car. I love my husband. I love all of that. And I'm grateful. And at the end of the fucking day, it's just me. I am the only one here. And I don't want to die not living this way all the time. So when you described it yesterday, I have to be honest. I'm like, I don't know that I feel that all the time. And then I got to experience it. I mean, like, I wish that people could see, like, how wide my smile was the whole time you're, t- you're telling me that, because it's just like, that's it. Like, that's, and it's so hard to convey, but it's like, it's everything, because it's how you are in every moment and every experience of your life. It's the very experience of your life that you have access to. So it's like, without that, like you, nothing permeates like it. And, and until you feel like, until you open to it, you don't, you don't necessarily even have a reference point for the difference. Like you said, like, I don't know what you're talking about necessarily. I don't think I have that. And then you taste it and you're like, Oh, wow. Oh, okay. This. And it really is. And like, and, and that's why even right now for the, for the woman and the listening, it's like, there's just that, there is that subtle inkling, that little desire of knowing of like, maybe I have these things, there's still just something's not quite landing and hitting because for, for a woman, like that is our, 
It's our essence. It's the aliveness. It's our experience of life. It's what truly lights us up. And so I had an ayahuasca ceremony many, many years ago. And there was one thing that came up in that ceremony that's continuously looped and landed for me and I think has landed for me in such a deeper way now. And it was nothing has to change for everything to be different. And I really feel like this speaks to like what this work is and what this feeling is because it's like we're so used to being told about all the things we have to change. I need to, you know, like you just mentioned, like I'm not feeling great in my body. It needs to look like this. Uh, I need to have the house. I need to have the car. I need to have this bank account. When I do all of these things, when I achieve all of these things, then I'll finally, you know, X, Y, and Z, feel good about myself, do the thing I meant to do. But this is like nothing has to change externally, right? For Every single thing in your life to be and feel different. Like this is what we're talking about. This is what we're up to. Like when you land in this and it continues to open for Lex and I in such a big way because you change. It's like you don't change who you are, but you change your ability and willingness to be in life and how you show up across the board and how things land for you. So literally everything in your life shifts. But nothing has actually really changed. Like it's it's wild. And Emily, I have genuine, genuine. I mean, genuine gratitude for everything in my life. Like I don't just say that. If you saw where I came from to where I am now, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, I I look around. And I'm like, I literally thought this yesterday. I'm like, I don't even know how to describe my life. Like, could not be better. Like, I I can't believe the way I get to live. And none of those things. None of those things gave me the feeling I had standing alone, dancing naked in this room. None of them. They make me, they make me happy. I have convenience. I don't have stress. I have, I mean, I have stress, but you know know what I'm saying? None of them gave me access to what I accessed standing here in this room. None of it. I mean, I have full chills because like this is, so I'm so grateful like that you, can convey it from your point of view and have to have that feeling to like know what it truly feels like because it it is it, it, the difficulty of it is it's so hard to to convey at times to to really to really sit in how it touches and shapes every area of life it's so powerful <laughs> and it's just like I would never like you just said like I would never trade you know we're doing a live yesterday talking about the program and. It's like, you know, I'm 36, I'm single, I have no kids, I don't own a, own a home, like I'm, you know, in Lisbon, I travel around, like, you know, by society standards, like I'm probably behind, right? Like I, all the things that tells me I should do or be or have to be quote unquote successful. And like you just, I wouldn't trade any of that for this feeling, for how I get to move through life, for the way I feel every single day, like the fact I get to look out my window and literally palpably feel pleasure in my body because I'm so grateful and lit up by my life. Like it's everything and it's available to every woman. And like, this is why we're so passionate because it's, it's truly allowing women to reclaim themselves to reclaim their life, to to access a fuller spectrum of just our experience of life, to open and expand in such a way that you feel so full and whole and you have your back and you know that you're safe in life and you're always, you could just, 
know it's so hard to explain. It is. It's hard to put into words, and that's yeah. okay. It's like looking at the Grand Canyon and trying to describe to someone the beauty. You can't. You just have to be willing to go there yourself. You just have to be willing to go there yourself. And then you're like, oh, this is what they were talking about. It's like, how do you describe an orgasm to somebody who's never had one? Like, you can't describe it. You can't. Like, how do you describe the feeling of being loved? You know? You can't. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, for the for the woman listening, it's that inner knowing. It's that if something, you know, we say, like, say yes to your yes. Like, what is there a whisper? Is there an inkling? This is that whisper of desire that is constantly inviting us into the next evolution of our experience, into the next thing that gets to open for us. And so it's learning to trust that, learning to lean into it. And whether it's, you know, there's no attachment here of anyone joining us in the muse. It's just being starting to build that relationship with that knowing, that whisper, that invite. If it's telling you to go to a dance class, if it's telling you to go to learn a new language, if it's telling you to take a like just being in relationship with that whimsical sense of desire, because when we build that, like it is message those are messages. Our body is wise, life is speaking to us, our desires are a woman's wisdom and being in a trusting relationship with that is being in a trusting relationship with ourself and life and and being open and willing to the greatest adventure our life could possibly be. So beautiful. I love that last line. Let's close with that. You said our desires are a woman's wisdom. It's so true. I mean, we just ignore them, push them away, don't even know we have them. But if we just follow what we truly desire, I mean, that right there is the compass for your life. And you're right, for women, not not necessarily for men. But thank you for the work you're doing. And thank you for coming on here. Thank you for the several attempts that ma- you made to be in this conversation with us. Um, but I'm thinking on behalf of everybody, This I know this is this a huge gift to everyone. And as you said, no one needs, first of all, anyone to sign up for something. Who cares? No one's trying to get anyone to do anything. But I boldly, I never do this usually, on this show, the reason I boldly mention it is because I just did it and I know how great it was. And if someone is like, I'm not sure, maybe listen to that whisper and follow it because maybe you were meant to hear this. But at the very least, you know, just remember that your your desires are a woman's wisdom. I love that. Thank you so much, Em. Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. I've loved it. So thank you so much for having me on here. It's been um, a journey and a treat and a delight. <laughs> yes. And so if someone wants to find you on Instagram, how do they do that? Yeah, so I'm Conscious Boss on Instagram, which is very much an embodiment of my previous self (laughs) from my business days. But I'm Conscious Boss on Instagram. And that is the easiest place to find me. You'll get anything you need to know of me there. Great. And then I, I have the link for the Muse if they'd like information about that. That's in the episode notes. If you've never listened, you just go straight to the show on your phone. You scroll down and there'll be like a description of the episode. And right at the top, there'll be a link for Awaken the Muse. It doesn't mean you're signing up. Just click on it and you can look at it and get info. Why don't you tell them the link too, even if, let's just say someone wants to hear it. It's super easy. It's just awakenthemuse.com. Oh, so easy. Awakenthemuse.com. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Thanks again so much and love you all. Please share this far and wide with everyone. And as we always say on BU, breathe, love yourself and surrender. (laughs) 